you're listening to Noteworthy, the podcast. I'm your host, Holly Gabbard, and I'm so thankful you're here. Welcome back to episode two. I can't wait to introduce my next guest to you. You've heard a little bit about her in her first episode. She's my best friend of over 20 years, my voice of reason, and she's packed full of wisdom, Lindsay Loudermilk. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on Noteworthy, the podcast. So as you probably know, on every episode, we start out with a question of the day, and we're also going to play a quick little game to get to know you better. So your question of the day is, what is the most important piece of advice you've ever been given? And this was actually submitted by one of our listeners. Well, I am so excited to be on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you for um, making this podcast dream happen. And I can already tell that it's going to be such an influential thing in people's lives. But um, the most important piece of advice that I've ever been given probably came from my mom and dad. Um, When I was growing up as a teenager and going through, you know, all the heartbreaks and things, they used to tell me, you teach people how to treat you. Um, And that's really given me a boldness to speak up for myself in situations that I feel... um, I don't know that I would have been able to do that if they had not really taught me that, you know, you have to stand up for yourself and you have to teach people um, what what you're going to accept and what you're not going to allow. And then the second piece of advice um, is you can't make people love you. And I really think that that one stood out to me when I was going through my first heartbreak And my mom was quoting Bonnie Raitt, and she said, you can't make people love you, Lindsay, and someone will love you for you. And so that one really um, changed the way I view, like, dating. That's really good. And actually, I thought about this question myself, and it goes along with what you said. And it's, when people show you how they really are, believe them. Because we go through life, and so often we think about someone's potential or what they could be and we'll find ourselves trying to manipulate the situation even if we're not meaning to and it goes back to you can't make people love you can't make people like you Mm -hmm. and you can't make people stick around when they aren't meant to be in your life yeah that goes back to when when they show you how they're going to treat you believe it yes yes so I love that it went along with each other but we are going to start with Rapid fire questions. Ooh. So I have several just to get to know you better. All right. Cash or gifts? Cash. Wait, wait. Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already messing up. Okay. Definitely gifts. So when it comes to gifts, handmade or store bought? I always want to do the handmade, but they always fail. So I'm going to say store bought. Yeah. Agreed. Bad haircut or a bad dye job? Oh, gosh. Bad haircut. Really? Oh, yeah. The dye jobs, I cry every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Plans or surprises? Um, Plans. Because, okay, here's why, though. I like surprises, but somehow people always tell me that I'm about to be surprised, and I don't like that. I get nervous. So let's say plans. 
Okay. You get that? Yeah. It's not a surprise then. I don't know if I've ever been really surprised. Do you? Okay. So the TikTok videos that we see where everybody guesses the day they're getting engaged. Do you feel like you'd be one of those people? Like you would just know? Uh, I hope not. I really (laughs) hope not. (laughs) Because I would be so nervous. I just, oh gosh, I hope not. I just want my nails to be just junk and just no clues. I love it. Because I don't want to be in my head. I want it just real, you know? I love that. Yeah. Okay. Favorite movie? Oh, um, I have a tie between Leap Year. Have you seen that one? I feel like I have forever ago, but I don't remember it. Oh, my gosh. You've got to watch it. It's on Netflix. And then Letters to Juliet. You know, I don't think I've watched that one. They're both so good. And I am not a movie person, but I have watched those over and over. Also, um, just a quick little disclaimer. Lindsay has been sick. So if you hear her voice going in and out, she is a trooper and committed to this. (laughs) Just move forward. Um, But I told her earlier, I was like, I love that you still have a good voice, even when it's raspy. So thanks for being on here and committing. Oh, (laughs) this was a priority for me today. I literally, I'm a teacher and I have had to teach even though I've been, I've been sick two days this week and then I had to go back to school and I literally begged one of my kids to basically read all of the math (laughs) slides today so that I could save my voice. I love that. That's so funny. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I have two more questions, and then I'm going to ask you a question that is going to be hard for you to answer. Oh, no. So describe yourself in one word. Smiley? (laughs) I would say bubbly, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's what people always tell me is you're always smiling, so I don't, is that an adjective? I don't know. I would agree with that. (laughs) Love Island or The Bachelor? The Bachelor. Really? The Bachelor. Oh, I'm I love The Bachelor. I'm surprised. I, I do. Yeah. I like The Bachelor, but I think Love Island has it beat for me just because I get so invested with all the couples versus like one individual person. I the choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm a Bachelor girl, but honestly, I like The Bachelor better than even The Bachelor just because I think I like the perspective of like, ooh, who would I choose if this were me? That's true. Yeah. So this next question, I'm wondering if our audience knows about Enneagrams. I know some people will, but this part is going to be a little bit hard for you to answer because I want to know your favorite Enneagram number and your least favorite. Oh, no. (laughs) First of all, I do. This is going to be, this might get me in trouble. I know people that are great from every number, (laughs) (laughs) but my favorite, um, I'm a nine, my favorite, I get along well with sevens, um, always, um, I tend to be friends with fives and sixes, but my favorite, I just tend to get along with sevens, I like their upbeat personality and their positivity, I struggle the most with eights, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we are, we're like trying to figure out what Johnny is. I literally, we've been dating forever. I cannot figure out what he is. And I go back and forth between thinking he's like a four or three or an eight. And if he's an eight, I think that's so ironic. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you said you're a nine? Yes. Okay. Um, just to give some reference, Luke is a seven. And yes. I'm a six. So mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Um, I also tend to gravitate towards sevens. And I know it's because they're so opposite of me. And I love the fact that they're so outgoing and they're always the life of the party. And I think that's the people I yes. gravitate towards. Yes, definitely. And as a nine, I'm mine is called the peacemaker. And I do have like, I don't know how much like everybody knows about it, but I have a strong eight wing, but most people don't get to see like that outspoken side of me unless they're really close, like family, closest friends. So when I meet eights and they're really outspoken, I think maybe it just... It's hard for me because I don't really speak what's on my mind, but I have a lot to say to them, if that makes sense. Yes. So we are going to jump into our advice column. And we, if you're not following us on social media, it's noteworthy underscore the podcast on Instagram. And we also have, well, I actually do things on my personal Facebook related to the podcast as well, where you can follow me if you'd like. But we asked the audience, um, what is a piece of advice that you would like, or a topic rather that you would like for us to give advice on. Um, so we gathered several of those different topics and we're just going to get right into them and just briefly talk about them. Cause there were so many, uh, we kind of narrowed it. So down. many good yeah. ones. Yeah. And then a lot were actually the same question, just in a different format. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. So, This is actually one of my favorites, Um, and I'm going to ask it first because I feel like we're both going to have very strong opinions on this. So the first question is, advice on tips to navigate difficult relationships, especially with other females, as teenagers into adulthood, people you can't avoid but don't get along with and or like? Oh, my. I saw this one, and I... I love this person who asked this, and I really have thought about it all day. Um, I have just, I've struggled to think of some good advice for this one because every girl deals with this. I dealt with this in high school, and there are just people, like, once again, like the intro question, not everyone is going to love you. You're not going to love everyone. Um, Although we are called to, like, if you look at it biblically, we're called to show love to everyone so the only thing I could really come up with is like even when you have enemies like the Bible tells us to you know um approach it with love or like heap coals on their heads which sounds so um so intense but basically I'm saying to just show kindness um and always like choose the high road um that's what I came up with and as a teenager I think that would get you a long way it earns you a lot of respect and then um you don't have to like hang out with those people or spend time with them but every time you see them just smile at them I mean you don't um you don't have to get close and let people in just show the love of Christ to every single person and what I've found like as I get older is as you do that people end up sometimes reaching out to you after high school and even saying like, Hey, I always noticed that you did that. Like, um, people that you didn't even get along with. So that's what I came up with today. I think your entire statement is packed full of wisdom because this is not an easy topic. 
And it's something that we deal with, like you said, as females. Um, and, you know, even males deal with this. Maybe not so much on the emotional side of things because a lot of times, you know, men in our life, we notice that they can just uh, kind of brush things off. But women take things more personal. And um, I think the advice that I would give is to kill them with kindness. That's what I was always taught growing up. Yeah, that's good. Um, and it has worked so far. And you had mentioned earlier as well that people will have more respect for you when you are more in control of your emotions and you're able to respond with grace yeah. um, versus just, you know, maybe harsh words or however you would typically choose to react in hard situations. Um, and another piece of advice is if you're able to just keep the interactions brief and respectable, um, even if the other person isn't being as respectful as what you feel like they should be. Um, a lot of times, I know that you had mentioned maybe in the workplace even, yeah. if you can just try your best to be unified and be on the same page, you do not have to be best friends with that person. But just remember that they're human just like you and we all have really hard days. And like we had said in the beginning of this podcast, not everybody is going to like or love you. And as people pleasers or people who naturally want to keep the peace, sometimes that's really hard to accept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something else, this is different because it was um, a little bit different of a situation. But in school, the people that I noticed were mean to others or would pick on others or just anything like that, I had a name for that, I made a point to try to go out of my way just to do, like, one nice thing mm -hmm. to the, for them or to them and um, say hello to them when they got on the bus or um, invite them to work in our group or something like that. And I noticed specifically with one boy, he was, like, always kicked out of school and people were scared of him, but I did that. And he would have stood up for me in any situation because sometimes people are just wanting like one person to be kind to them. So just looking out for people um, like that, you know, I agree. And we won't stay forever on each topic, but I did want to also say um, I have just a quick story. I worked with a girl specifically and um, every day was absolutely miserable going into work because she just did not like me and she made it very clear um, even though I didn't know her personally, hadn't had the opportunity to get to know her, anything. And I just remember every day I would dread work because she was just so mean to me all the time. As an adult, yeah. I'm sitting here dreading work because of a mean girl. And I just remember sitting down with her one day and asking her, what is the root issue? Like, mm -hmm. I just looked at her. What is the problem? What What is that it too. that you don't yep. like about me? Why are you mean every day? <laughs> like, honestly, sometimes you just have to get real with people and just be like, what's really bothering yeah. you? Yeah. So I think that was really good, Lens. Um, and this actually, the next question that we have kind of goes along with this. Um, someone asked us to talk about how to overcome social anxiety. Okay. So if you want to 
I thought this was a good one because we are different personalities. Um, we work so well together as best friends and a lot of the areas that I'm weak, you're really strong in. And so when it comes to social settings, we've had this discussion where I'm like, yes. <laughs> so go ahead and touch on that. Yeah. So when I saw this question, I actually said to Lauren, um, my sister, I said, this is going to be hard for me because I don't struggle with social anxiety. Um, and she said, well, I do. So let me give you some pointers. Um, and so the two things that she said for me to tell you um, was to get out of your own head. Um, she said like a lot of her struggle has been just realizing that not everyone is out to get you. They're not. Not everyone's looking at you. Um, a lot of people are thinking of the same things. And a lot of people deal with this that you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also gave this really funny tip that she probably is going to be embarrassed that I'm going to tell you. But <laughs> she said that if she has like a big thing to do, like she's recently started singing places and all of that. She said she pretends she's someone famous. I love it. Holly I said no you don't she said yes I do and she said I just pretend that I'm famous and that it just like helps me get like confidence to get up there and do what I have to do and I think that's really cool because um I have never had to do that but you know just realizing that like people are there to support you that's like the key of it like if people are there they're not there to like drag you down. And if they are just like ignore that and have fun with your life. And um, I'm sure you have more to touch on it, but um, yeah, I think just get out of your own head and enjoy life. Like you're you for a reason. So this is something that we've talked about often because we'll be in public settings in real life. And I'll look at Lindsay and say, I'll be like, Lindsay, I'm really struggling to talk to anybody. And I know that people think like, oh, she's just being, you know, kind of stuck up, rude, whatever. You can come to whatever conclusion you want to come to when it comes to people who do have this um, issue. But I still have to process this every day. And sometimes I have to force myself into a conversation um, because the more you talk to people and get to know them, the easier it becomes. Yes. And also, I think a lot of social anxiety comes from insecurity. Maybe not yeah. for everybody, but it was for me. Um, always feeling like people are judging you or looking at you or like I remember times and I still do this to this day where I don't want to talk too loud because I don't want to have people look at me like it. Yeah. Sometimes you just feel like you want to crawl in a hole. And I know people can relate to that, but mm-hmm. um, I don't have very much advice to give on this because it's actually something that I'm still overcoming myself Mm -hmm. but it's ongoing yeah yeah, but it does help to hang out with people who don't have that struggle who can get you out of your comfort zone yes and you know I shouldn't say that I don't struggle with it because I guess I did in I won't say high school because I just had my core group and I didn't really go out of it much. Um, But like in college, I found I like latched onto that seven, that extrovert personality. And that really did help me get over meeting new people. Um, And I really haven't regressed since then. So that would be good advice too. you know, try to 
hang out with people who introduce you to people, you know, then you don't have to meet them on your own. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So this next question I absolutely loved uh, and I had to include it because there was actually several different um, questions that related to this topic. And it's what advice would you give to young girls who aren't aware of their value? And I actually kind of changed this to what advice would you give to your younger self? Mm. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Um, I think to my younger self, I would just tell myself and young girls to um, really stand firm in your values and um, know what you believe. Um, someone gave me that advice when I was a teenager, and it really um, helped me solidify, like, what I believe, why I believe it. And I would really just encourage people to do that digging and that um, kind of soul-searching because the world has so many loud voices and opinions. And if I hadn't taken that time to do that work, um, it would have been very easy to get lost. So I would just really encourage people to know who you are, know whose you are and why you are that way. So I think back to my younger self and I think about the things that I went through Growing up, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I was actually heavily bullied in middle school leading into high school. And part of the reason that I left my junior and senior year to be homeschooled and graduate through homeschooling is because of the bullying. Um, and the advice that I would give to my younger self is just to let myself know that I am set apart and not set aside or forgotten. Um, I think a lot of times growing up, you can oftentimes feel lonely. I know that I dealt with a lot of loneliness, especially because I did not have a core group and I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, I did have some friends that were in the picture for a few years, but you know, it caused a lot of insecurity growing up. Um, it caused me to kind of be by myself a lot and be okay with that. Um, so I would definitely give myself the advice of, no, you're not forgotten. Um, it's okay to be your authentic self and to be different. And um, your best days are ahead of you and not behind you. Oh, yeah. And that you will eventually grow up to have a huge set of friends and a platform where you're able to encourage other people who maybe went through the same thing and even uh, into adulthood and that it's going to be okay. Um, it won't always be hard. And that's the advice that I would give to my younger self and really anybody um, who maybe dealt with similar issues like I did. So going back to that question, there was one that actually kind of went along with this and I wanted to include this just because it was actually requested several times through direct messages and through comments. Um, and it says, how do you maintain a friendship with non-believers who aren't receptive to the ways that you believe? Because I really think this goes back to what we were talking about 
our younger yeah. selves, starting early, surrounding yourself with good people. But, you know, when it comes to non-believers, you don't want to just completely write them off. So how well, do absolutely. you remain friends with them without losing your own belief? Um, I think this is a hard one because I think you can have it made up in your mind that you're going to remain friends with someone. But to me, it takes a mutual respect of one another. Um, And I've had friends that we disagreed on very big um, fundamental ideas. And for us, we did have that respect and we shared our beliefs and we voiced those to each other and we heard one another out and then we respected each other. Um, we -hmm. lived our lives in ways that show like showed each other what we believed. And I think, um, as long as you are living according to the word, like your life is going to show what you believe to them too. So to me, like if they're respecting you and, um, they're not pushing your boundaries, that's a big one. Um, and they're mm-hmm. l- allowing you to live that life of godliness and a cross-centered life. Um, to me, I think it's okay to be friends with them and just shine your light personally. Um, and I think it's different if they're pushing you or um, not respecting you or um, telling you you're wrong or your beliefs are wrong. And um, that's a totally different situation. It's okay to cut people out of your life in those moments so I agree and we were talking about boundaries which leads me to the next question and we'll probably touch on this one just a little bit longer than the others so this was not so much a question but more of a topic Um, not rushing into relationships waiting on the Lord to send you that person and they had made a comment under that that says there's only one thing worse than not being married and that's wishing you weren't So they want advice or to give advice to maybe people who are in a single season or dating. Um, I think you're going to be perfect to answer this on that side. And then I'll kind of finish it off with a married version. Yeah. So this is such a big topic. It's kind of hard to pick like one of those things to touch on. But Mm -hmm. um, to start, I would just encourage people to really be selective in the dating season and like it always kind of didn't sit right with me when I hear people say like I don't know how to not be in a relationship Mm -hmm. because to me um growing up like I I dated not often but I dated some But to me, like every time I was in that season of singleness, not that I was like happy about it, you know, most people aren't, but I was content because it is so much better to be content and know that God's bringing you something than to be unhappy or with someone that is not for you. Um, So I would always encourage people just to be very careful to not be that person that is stuck in relationships just like a cycle like I'm not saying not to be in them or not to date just don't do it just to have someone um Mm -hmm. really find out who you are once again 
And also, I would encourage people, like, when you are going on dates, if people say things that are not okay with you, don't go out with them again. Um, Not saying that you don't have to work on things with people. You totally do. Like, that's a whole other topic. But I went on this date with this guy once, and it was like, it was a first date in a coffee shop, and we didn't really know each other. Like, I knew he was like a worship leader and I knew of him, but, um, he was a great guy, but we were sitting there, we were talking and it was like a three and a half hour date. And first of all, I was not having fun. That's like sign number one. Like I was kind of like, (laughs) I felt like I was in an interview and we got to this one part of the date and he shared that, and I'm not talking bad about him at all, but He shared that his dad was an alcoholic and that it had wrecked his childhood. And I then asked him, so do you drink? And he said, yes, but I can, like, something to the effect of I can handle it. Um, And that didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. And he might be totally right, but I went home and I called my parents and I said, "I, I can't go out with him again. Like, he's a good guy, but to me... Like, that's just not something that sits right with my spirit. So I would encourage people, like, if there's something that is just a non-negotiable for you, like, it's okay to be selective. And if you mess up, like, God will lead you to who you're supposed to be with. And just be very, very careful, you know? I agree. And going back to being selective um, and setting boundaries, just know it's okay to say no. (laughs) Like exactly. It sounds so simple, but it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to say no. Um, it's okay and to be single yeah, for a long time and not to compare. Yes. And there was nothing wrong with this guy. Like, he's great. He's married to a wonderful girl. It just wasn't for me. And that's okay. Like, that's a hard mm-hmm. thing to learn in dating, too. I learned, like, not every Christian guy is your guy. Mm-hmm. That that's a hard thing too because I like growing up it was hard to even find a Christian guy and then you fall into that trap of oh he's a Christian maybe he's for me that's not it either um it's almost like you start painting a picture like a future <laughs> with that person just because you feel like well if they love God then they'll be this way in a relationship or you know you have so many expectations while you're dating and um You know, dating is, I would not want to be in the dating world right now. So I commend everyone who is because it just keeps getting harder. Mm -hmm. Um, It keeps getting harder to figure out where people stand and their boundaries and knowing what you're looking for. Because I think maybe what you started out looking for can even increase as you get to know more people and go on more dates. You're like, okay, well, this is not something I'm willing to settle on. Um, But I think the biggest thing is using discernment, just Mm -hmm. like you did. Um, If you know it's not right for you and you feel like there's red flags, cut it off before it grows into something where it's harder to cut off in the future. And that guy may never struggle with that in his life. But even like things like that can, can simply put be the Holy Spirit telling you that's not your person. Mm hmm. I mean, it can't be because um, if you're, like, trusting God to lead you to people that are for you, you've got to be willing to cut off the ones that just aren't. 
and they could be wonderful people. Yeah, and it's perfectly fine to have deal breakers. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you think that person's a bad person. Like you said, it just means, hey, we're not each other's people. And yeah, for sure. Releasing you so you can go find yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think with dating, it's it's one of those topics you could honestly go on and on about. Um, especially now that I'm married and, and looking on the other side of things and just knowing how I was when I was in the dating scene and just some of the people that I chose simply out of maybe being in a rushed season or thinking that I was getting too old or that I should yeah. settle down, um, especially in the South. And I've made this comment before. A lot of the people that I'm in, that I was in high school with that I graduated with already have two, three, four kids. And I just remember thinking at that time, I'm single, I'm not even married and they have a whole family. Like what, what's yeah. wrong with me or mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong? Um, but now looking back, it was perfect timing. And I think just trusting the Lord's timing and discernment, setting boundaries, knowing what you're looking for. And I think the only way to know what you're looking for is to figure yourself out first. Absolutely. Like really do some digging and soul searching and understand exactly what you're looking for in your future partner. And it's okay if if you're a little bit older, mm-hmm. like I was. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so, a whole other podcast topic, Holly. You could do a is. whole podcast on that topic. I agree. Um, I think we are going to end it with this last question. Okay. And it's a really good question. It's how do you show grace and forgiveness forgiveness to someone who has done you severely wrong? Mm. That's hard. Um. So... This one is one of the hardest things to learn, and I still am learning this. Um, But I went through a really big heartbreak um, at one point in my life, and I just remember thinking, like, how could I ever forgive this person? How could I ever forgive this person? And I remember, like, the moment that kind of God just... Um, put on my heart, like, I forgave you. So if I can forgive you, you can forgive them. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was a very hard thing to hear, but it was also like such an eye-opening moment that if God can forgive all of our sins, and this is very, I feel Bible-based podcast, but, you know, that's just what it is. Like, if, if he can forgive our sins and all of the things that we do to him daily, um, I can surely find it in me to be more like him and it's a process I mean it's not mm-hmm. just like a oh okay I can do that no it's like a whole process and it takes lots of prayer and really like training your mind to say like I want to be more like him like this person did this I can't change it and I'm going to move on and I'm going to give it to God and he can handle it um because no amount of, like, dwelling on it is going to change anything. But the moment that I did realize, like, God forgave me, surely I can forgive this, it changed. Like, I felt so much freer. And now, like, years removed from that situation, I'm even thankful that it happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
just learning that forgiveness and putting into like context, you know. Also knowing there's such a relief that comes with forgiving someone else. Absolutely. And forgiveness can be such a tricky thing. Um, Some people go years dwelling on things. Mm -hmm. And some people are really good at letting it go Mm -hmm. and just not looking back and showing grace. And I think it's just one of those things that takes time and it takes understanding. Yeah. And a lot of prayer, like you said. Um, And it's okay to process things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Take your time. Heal properly so you don't hurt someone else in the future or hold it against Absolutely. them. I think that's really important, too. Um, there were so many great questions, and I just want to say thank you all for taking the time to give that feedback. Um, we had, honestly, so many that we... You'll have to come back a second time. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. I feel, like, so unqualified to speak on these things, but I hope that, you know, just my 27 years of life will be able to help some of these people. Um, and I'm really thankful that my voice came back, that I could, I you know. know, do this with you. This is the most I've been able to talk all day. So I'm just Listen, excited. I prayed hard for this. I was like, someone needs to hear her voice today, literally. So Lord, make it happen. <laughs> oh, thank you. So Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today and taking time out of your day to come and do this podcast with me. I'm so appreciative of your friendship. I'm so proud of you and I love you so much. And for those of you who are listening, be sure to follow us on Instagram at noteworthy underscore the podcast and we'll see you in episode three.